Hello, this is Fed965, that's F-E-D-965, and welcome to Baby Bloom Viper, oh yeah. Happy Friday, everyone, yeah, happy Friday. Yeah, it's Friday, let's go, um, yeah, let's just go. I'm currently uh, sipping on a glass of water. I already had a you know a few cups of coffee, so I'm good to go. I might have another one in a bit, but for now, the water is just fine. And uh, yeah, and I am currently wearing a long sleeve black uh, shirt here, um, and I am currently wearing khakis and brown leather boots. Uh, Previously, I had on a green hat, and I have taken this hat off now. Yes, uh, I am going at the moment sans hat, otherwise known as no cap. Yes, that is correct. You heard it here. Um, so I've got a lot to get to here. Um, so, you know, yesterday I had to, to backwash the, the pool um you know filter here um you know uh there was a thunderstorm uh two days ago uh two nights ago and you know i've mentioned this before but you know with the pool you have to um you have to make sure to always keep an eye out on your your psi um you know you got to know what pressure you're operating at and you know after a thunderstorm what happens i mentioned this before but it bears repeating that you know pressure builds up after a thunderstorm you know in the in the motor and in the filter so you gotta be careful with this i you know i keep a very close eye on the psi um and if you don't know that's pounds per square inch um um, point being that um, we were operating at around an 18 after the thunderstorm, and that's just unacceptable. As you know, I like to keep it within the 13 to 14 range, um, and 14 being the maximum. So, you know, I had to, you know, go out there yesterday and, you know, I had to, you know, quickly turn off the motor and, and then, you know, switch the dial from, you know, standard filtration i just turn it all the way down you know to a um, backwash and then turn on the motor again because you never want to change um, the dial there without first turning off the motor it's extremely important okay this is a lesson right here by the way um um i mean this is when you get advanced okay and i think everyone's ready i think we're all ready i'm ready i know you are um to talk you know to get a little bit advanced here um okay so that was a basic but here's the thing you want to add once you get to advanced you want to add some speed to this okay um because there's a reason this isn't just for fun no this isn't for fun um this there's a reason here okay and we're all about reasons on baby balloon viper Okay, so when you do this, okay, you turn off the motor, okay, so you're not, you know, there's no power, turn it off, and then what you want to do is you want to turn the dial, okay, it's actually a handle, it's actually a handle, but, you know, I just wanted to 
make it clear, you know, what we're doing here is we're turning. So we're turning the handle. Uh, we're turning it all the way to backwash. Okay, that's a 180 degree turn. Okay, 180 degree turn. And of course, this is done without the motor being on. But, but here's where we get advanced. Are you ready? Are you ready? You want to do it as quickly as possible okay okay so here's the thing now to i know there's got to be some of you that are really paying attention and i know some of you some of you out there know why i know you know why and you know i am you know i'm proud of you and to the people out there who know why we do this as quickly as possible and then we flip the switch back on all right so you know if you do if you know this you know um, if you already knew, send me a, an email or comment. If you already knew, um, what's the reason? And I'm very impressed, okay? Okay, but here it is. Here it is. I'm going to tell you what the reason is that we do this as quickly as possible, okay? Because we don't want to lose prime. Yes, that's it. Well done to those who knew that. We don't want to lose prime, okay? I don't want to go into deeply today. It is Friday, but, you know... So the thing is, once you turn off the motor, okay, you're going to see a drastic decrease in your PSI, of course, right? Because the motor's not running anymore. So your PSI falls and falls and keeps falling, okay? And then the thing is, though, once you put it all the, once you turn that handle 180 degrees to backwash, okay, and then you turn on the motor again, Okay, so all that time that the motor was off, your PSI was falling, falling, falling. Okay, and then when you put, when you kick that switch back on, the you know the PSI is gonna shoot back up. But depending on how long you have the motor off, it's gonna take a long time to get that PSI back up. Okay, so the thing is, if you do it quickly, if you do it, if you do it quickly, what you do is you don't lose prime. Okay, so that means that your pressure there, you know, you keep that pressure. All right, um, you keep, so that's the thing. If you want to go in more deeply into that, you can, you know, do your own research. But that's advanced, okay? Obviously, if you're just starting out, you know, go take it, go slowly, turn the motor off, and then, you know, you know, you got to crank that handle all the way to backwash, all right, and then if you get there's different settings on this motor. All right, so you want to be very careful that you are on backwash before you turn the motor back on, and you definitely do not want to be turning that handle while the motor is running. Okay, so that's where it gets tricky. But you know, you slowly you can build up that speed. You know, flip the switch off, handle, turn. Okay, flip the switch back on. Boom. Once you, you know, get into the groove, you can really crank, you know, you, you got to do it on, you got to, you got to sync it up here, you know, switch down, handle, boom, switch up, boom. If you do this correctly, you don't lose prime, all right, and you keep your pressure, okay? So that's just a quick rundown here, you know, that's a, you know, quick rundown here on prime and uh, PSI, uh, very important. It's a life lesson. Uh, okay, so really read in between the lines here and figure it out. What you know, there's multiple lessons in here. All right, and I know you can do it. Um, so yeah. Um, but anyways, that had to be done. So 
you know, we and then, you know, of course, the final step, I don't want to go in too deeply, but after you backwash, you always make sure to rinse. And it's the same process, okay? You, you want to, you got to switch, turn the, the motor off, you know, move that handle, and then that would be a, a, a 90 degree, a 90 degree, you know, turn from backwash, okay? All right, 90 degree turn from backwash, boom. All right, so what is that? Uh, that if you're really looking at it, that's a 270 degree turn from your standard filtration all the way to rinse. But it's the same thing. Uh, if you do it quickly, you don't lose prime. And then once you do that, you run that, you know, depending on your, um, on how much, uh, you know, the water level uh, and the pressure that, that will determine how long you are running uh, the motor on a backwash and then on rinse. But you always do need to, to rinse out the filter after you uh, perform a backwash. This is imperative in order to keep your uh, your filter, you know, um, nice and uh, nice and clean. Uh, and uh, you know, it it also helps to to lower the the water level. So if you really if you're really getting into it, um, you can actually instead of um, um, just using the backwash to lower the water level. You can lower the water level um, with uh, a combination of backwash and rinse, you know, to really get it to that ideal level uh, while at the same time, you know, getting your PSI back to your ideal uh, level as well. Um, so that's a, that's just a quick rundown here. Um, by the way, um, so Rioja and I went on our walk today. Of course, you know, it's got to be done. And um, you know, it's a beautiful day out out there, out here. It's a beautiful day out here, out there. Oh yeah, I like that. Um, but point being, uh, it was you know, it was beautiful, absolutely stunning out. Um, you know, the it's just uh, you know, it's blue skies. You know, uh, it was just it's absolutely beautiful. Uh, and we also we saw you know a few different ladies with their with their uh, with their dogs as well, um, so that was real nice, real nice. Um, and here's the thing, you know, I don't want to I don't want to get in too deeply into this today, and you know I don't want you to take this the wrong way. I'm not trying to be cocky here. I'm really not. You know, I'm not a cocky guy. You know, you know I prefer confident. Yeah, that's what I prefer, confident. Um, Point being is that these ladies, um, you know, uh, you know, they they probably, and I'm just guessing here, but they probably smelled the pheromones on me, you know, from uh, from the fact that you know I got laid um, uh, the uh, you know two nights ago. Uh, they probably smelled that this morning, and that's why they, uh, you know, we were running into each other here. You know, I don't want to go in too deeply. You can look up all the studies for yourself. Um, so the thing is, obviously, you know, insects, uh, it's a well-documented with insects and the release of pheromones. Um, and this is well-documented. So, you know, we don't have to go into that. As to the question of pheromones and humans, it gets more complex um, because they're extremely hard to study. That's the, that's the real issue. They're extremely hard to study. Um, it's extremely hard to, to pinpoint down these chemicals 
um, and specifically in regards to humans because it gets mixed up with um, you know different body odors and it's hard to ascertain what's actually a pheromone and what's not so um, there are many hypotheses about the role of pheromones and you know um, and sexual attraction but at the moment it seems that there have been no conclusive uh, peer-reviewed studies uh, though I may be wrong so please um, you know shoot me an email an email or leave a comment if there are peer-reviewed studies that you know about in regards to um, human pheromones and uh, sexual attraction in specific because we're all about that on baby blue viper let's go ho. Uh, point being is that these ladies, you know, I'm just guessing that they, you know, they, you know, of course, you know, they don't know that they're, that they're, um, that these pheromones are being acted on them. It's, it's, it acts subconsciously. It's, uh, it's, it acts at the chemical level, you know, the pheromones. Um, and that's what they were sensing when, they, you know, that's why they were, um, we were running into each other here because, you know, the pheromones were at play and that's why they, you know, they, um, they were asking, you know, questions, making conversation with me, you know, because they could, you know, they can uh, sense the pheromones that I, you know, that I got laid and, you know, we don't need to go into deeply, but into, um, you know, natural selection and, you know, the, the you know how biology works we don't need to go into it deeply but the point being that once um you uh this once every time you get laid it's kind of like a snowball effect you know um you know other people can sense it and then you get laid again and again and again you see how that works um so that's why i'm trying to say and that's why i have nothing against uh you know prostitution um, though, of course, if, as long as it's not human trafficking, we need to say that again, um, because that's very important. And as long, so it's all about safety and consent. And, you know, obviously, you know, try to avoid any human trafficking here because that's absolutely horrible. But the point is that let's, and this is just a guess, but, you know, why don't you run with it? Just let's just run with it. But let's say you're someone who's not getting laid for whatever reasons, but then, you know, you're in a situation because I, like I said, I do, I would rather you pay to have sex than go around on edge because that's very dangerous. Okay. So if you need to pay, you go and pay and then you're, you're still going to, assuming, I'm, I'm only assuming here, but you're still going to get those. And I'm guessing, excuse me, um, that you're going to get those, um, you know, those pheromones still working after you get laid, even though you paid for it. Maybe not though. Maybe the pheromones won't work they, or they don't kick in. I have no idea. This is just a guess, but I'm guessing that there's going to be at least some amount of pheromones at work. And then, you know, you can then, you know, you, you just, those pheromones will still be at work and, and then you don't have to pay anymore. It, you see what I mean? You kind of like cheated the, the system here, you know, you, yeah. And Hey, you got to do what you got to do, man. That's all I got to say. You got to do what you got to do. So if you need to work the system here, you know, work it, work it, work it. Um, get those chemicals at play, get those pheromones up and running, and then, you know, then you're good to go. So that's just a guess, you know, run with it, please, and let me know how it works. Um, anyways, checking things off the list, um, let's just dive in here. We haven't even, we haven't even dived in yet, and we're diving, we're diving. Price of Bitcoin today is 29264 USD. The block height is 740199. All right. 
And going right to the trending stories of the night. Um, uh, this one's not trending. We do need to talk about it for a second. Apparently, there was, you know, the takeaways from the primetime January 6th committee hearing from CNN Politics. Uh, the House Select Committee investigating the January 6, 2021 U.S. Capitol attack held its first primetime hearing Thursday evening, detailing the findings of the panel's investigation and playing new video from closed-door depositions of members of former President Donald Trump's team depicting the violence at the Capitol. Yeah, there's a lot going on here. Um, uh, yeah, you know, I don't want to get in too deeply today about, um, you know, the um, January 6th. Um, you know, 2021, um, but, um, there's a lot going on here, um, yeah, so, you know, we're, we're just gonna have to wait and see what, um, you know, what the, what the, you know, this trial progresses, um, or it's not a trial, it's a hearing, um, so I don't know, so, a pa panel's investigation, the, the question is, can they actually, do anything with this at the end or is it does this go to anyone you know re, you know the best whatever they find um i don't know how it works to be honest but you know there's a lot going on here uh, apparently trump's team and family turned against him wow yeah apparently uh, ivanka and son-in-law jared kushner uh -oh, uh -oh, uh -oh, uh -oh, uh -oh. um speaking about how they didn't believe trump's claims that the election was stolen oh man you know everyone's just putting on a show uh, that's what they're all about um capitol police officers gripping testimony uh -oh, uh -oh, uh -oh. proud boys and oath keepers take center stage uh -oh, uh -oh. trump didn't want the right to stop uh -oh, uh -oh. um yeah you know it's all it's all just real real messy it's hard to ascertain what's true and what's not uh don't want to go into conspiracy theories here but they are out there um and um who knows who knows um there's a lot going on as to if you know um i'm, I'm just gonna throw it out there were they you know because there's rumors that the fbi was outside and wasn't, you know, trying to stop anyone, but was actually may have been inciting people to go in. Um, and of course, I'm sure that their rationale is then that they could, you know, uh, charge them, you know, later. But is that a good way to proceed? Is that an ethical way to proceed? I do not know. Um, as to, you know, the storming of the Capitol, uh, of course, if any vandalism is, you know, completely unacceptable, but I don't know what the rules are because um, the Capitol building is, from what I am guessing, a uh, public building. Um, but I may be wrong, but I don't see why it wouldn't be a public building. It is the U.S. Capitol. It should be, you know, um, the, um, you know, should belong to all citizens of the United States. Um, if I may be incorrect here, but that's what, you know, I had always thought, you know, at least from, you know, isn't that what they teach in social studies? I'm pretty sure that's what they taught us that that's a, you know, that's, that's the, that belongs to all citizens of the United States. So I don't know what the rules are regarding, you know, um, if citizens want to enter the building on what authority that they can be stopped. Okay, this is just a tricky situation. 
Um, so when, um, you know, that's it's just tricky there. It's all tricky because if the building does in fact belong to the people, um, then, you know, who can stop the people from entering the building and on what authority can they do that? Okay, this is, uh, this is when we get into real deep into questions of, you know, authority. Um, and if, you know, you can then go into, you know, yeah, legal authority, moral authority, um, it's, it's a question. And the line then becomes when does authority become tyrannical? Then it's also a question, okay? Um, because, and we just, we need to look at it in terms of the United States of America and its constitution, okay? So every country has its own constitution, and, and therefore, what is looked as, as tyrannical in one country may not be tyrannical in another, right? Because it's according to the constitution um, of that particular country. It's very important. There is no universal constitution, at least not at the moment. Um, there is no global constitution that can then, you know, under which these things are defined the un is a whole different thing and it does not it is it is not a constitution it's not a global constitution okay um so so it's just tricky i mean you know it's it's very interesting to watch here absolutely because it's almost we can see how these you know questions of authority are being played out in real time um, and then it's all you know there's so many other things involved you know uh, trump is his own persona and that's, uh, you know, so that's a whole thing. I don't want to get into deeply today about it, but I, I think we should think about this idea of um, authority and when it becomes tyrannical, okay? It's a very important, very important to, to, to always be asking this question because if you don't, then, then you don't know the difference between tyranny and, um, and, a, and a republic. So if you don't question and you don't pay attention, then you don't, you have no idea what's going on. And you're just, you know, you're just following um, whoever is, um, you know, um, has the, the pulpit. Okay, so it's very important, very important. Like I said, I am, um, I am, that is in no way saying that I, um, you know, condone the actions of, uh, you know, several of the, um, you know, the member, the, the people who stormed the, the Capitol, because from what I've heard, there was a lot of vandalism and, you know, things definitely shouldn't have happened that way. But on the other hand, I am not in no way condemning a, a peaceful protest. OK, so those are two different things, very different, and they need to be worked out and we need to see what's going on. We also need to see, though I'm sure we won't, um, that uh, what was the role of the FBI and possibly other agencies in here? Because there have been a lot of rumors that, you know, they were possibly inciting this protest in order to make it into a violent protest in order to then bring charges. And, you know, as we all know, if anyone who's paid any attention to the history of the United States and the history of the FBI and the CIA knows that this is not beyond the realm of possibility in the least. Okay, so that's the fact things have happened in the past regarding the FBI and the CIA that are dirty and murky to say the least. So, um, it is in no way beyond the realm of possibility, and only a fool would think that it is. Um, and 
okay so it's not a conspiracy theory um when there there has been clear evidence in the past um you'd have to be a fool not to think that and you have to be blind um so uh, uh, that's mentally blind of course not literally so i'm just putting it out there so that is not to say that i uh completely you know agree with these theories some would say conspiracy theories of the fbi possibly inciting um you know protesters i am only saying keep your eyes and ears open and do not you know do not just uh you know uh take in the narrative without questioning the narrative that's all i'm saying that's all i'm saying i'm trying to you know keep a you know a, a balanced you know uh, viewpoint here because i think it's very important times like these that are extremely polarized that we are all able to listen to all sides in order to you know come as close as possible to the truth okay and to then find a way forward that you know that is um you know that is that is good for everyone it's the most important thing here okay so like i said we're still um following this january 6 committee hearing uh and like i said i wanted to be very clear that i do not condone any violent acts or any vandalism by um these uh you know these protesters uh on the capitol but again at the same time i do not condemn a peaceful protest okay i hope that's clear um and let's move on uh trending stories number one from people details emerge after three-year-old boy survives two days solo in montana wilderness uh colon quotes he was very very scared end quotes um that's fantastic i'm glad that he survived that's really great um props props is three-year-old boy for surviving two days solo in montana and that's good 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 Number two from USA Today, I got COVID while traveling. Uh, here's what I wish I knew and what I needed to go and what I needed to go back home. Okay, um, interesting, very interesting for anyone who's traveling. Definitely, definitely. Um, as you know, I will be moving to Spain here soon. So, you know, definitely going to be traveling. So, uh, so that's that. Um, and yeah, check it out. Number three from Fortune. Bank of America's 50 stocks to buy now as a new world order takes shape. Hello. Hello. New world order was in quotes there. And this is from Fortune. Wow. Unfortunately, I don't have a subscription to this. Um, so I'm just guessing. I'm just guessing that the new world order is uh, based on Bitcoin, baby. Because we're all about Bitcoin, Bitcoin, Bitcoin. Give me that Bitcoin, Bitcoin, Bitcoin. <gasps> Uh, moving on, number four from Politico. What does Politico got for us today? Uh, from quotes, comes across as a cult guy, and quotes, colon, the Pennsylvania candidate freaking out both the left and the right. Oh, hello. Hello, who's this? Doug Maestranos, come from nowhere popularity, is fusing religion and politics in a new way. He's either Democrats' dream opponent or the establishment's worst nightmare. Hello, hello. What do we got? What do we got? What do we got? Um, Mercersburg, uh, PA. On Memorial Day morning, Doug Maestrano, the retired Army colonel, electron conspiracy pusher, and now Pennsylvania's Republican nominee for governor, 
put on his dress military uniform with his white gloved saber and golden spurs and fell in behind the color guard for a small parade here. Hello. Going all out. Hello. Journalists have called Mastrano's style of politics, uh, quotes, Christian nationalism, end quotes, a worldview shaped by the fusion of Christian messaging and American identity through Mastrano himself has dismissed that label. Wow. Wow. What? What is going on? What is going on? In Lewisburg, Hudson said, the people on our side, conservatives in the Christian community, they're looking for a fighter, someone who will carry the banner of Judeo-Christian values. What is going on? Uh, Maestrano, he said, does that. It may be a uh, quixotic undertaking. Maestrano's political profile is so far right that once more tra traditionalist Republicans realized they had to take him seriously in the gubernatorial campaign. They scrambled unsuccessfully to consolidate the primary field around anyone else, convinced that Maestrano would doom the party's prospects of winning in November. Democrats, too, pegged Maestrano as a weak general election contender, so much that Josh Shapiro, the Democratic nominee, aired an ad that primary designed to elevate Maestrano in the hopes that that Maestrano would be his opponent in the fall. Okay, so it looks like this guy is uh, picking up steam, and we will be watching this uh, candidate closely. Um, that would be candidate for uh, Pennsylvania's Republican nominee for governor. Okay, look at that, look at that, look at that, look at that. Um, so yeah, it's moving on. Um, and you know, it's Friday, it's Friday, it's Friday. Um, you know, just very quickly, we're gonna wrap it up here. Um, uh, so, uh, on the strangeness of life, as I'm sure you have uh, realized, life is quite strange. Uh, but here's the thing. I love it. I absolutely love it. I absolutely do. And uh, so that's that. Um, and by the way, I got to see if I can get myself a haircut today. I might have to give myself a haircut. Yay. I want to bust out those clippers, baby. Maybe I'll have to give myself a haircut. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm not sure yet. That remains to be seen. Um, and, you know, uh, I think I have to look into an international driving permit, um, you know, because, you know, moving to Spain here, I might have to get an international driving permit. I don't know what the rules and regulations are. I'm going to have to check this out and I will be, uh, keeping you updated. Um, but you know, by the way, we have a thousand twenty-three days left. Um, so yeah, um, so that's that. And enjoy your Friday. Enjoy your Friday. It's the start of the weekend. Let's go. Let's go. Don't stop. Keep going. And I will see you soon.